Welcome to Cryptic Chronicles, a show all about the paranormal, unexplained, and everything mysterious in our world. Today on the show, we're going to do Horrible Hauntings, the second installment, and it's just going to be a whole bunch of different ghost stories of haunted places. There's no need to listen to the one prior to this episode, because none of them will ever be connected. So, enjoy this spooky compilation, and let's just hop right into it, shall we? I'm your host, Tim Hacker, and you're listening to Cryptic Chronicles. This is, this is the way. This is the way. These, these entities, they would congregate. World War II was one of the most horrifying experiences that humanity has ever had to endure, and it left behind many ghosts. Micronesia's Chuk Lagoon, formerly known as Truck Lagoon thanks to a mistranslation, is a monument to one of the darkest chapters of history. Fifty feet beneath the waves is one of the world's largest ship graveyards. In the days of relentless bloodshed, very few Japanese survived the sinking of their ships. Graveyards are well known to be a hotspot for paranormal activity, and just because this graveyard is at the bottom of the ocean, it doesn't mean that it isn't any less haunted by restless spirits. Even to this day, the Japanese will journey to the location to show respect to the dead and maybe lessen the possible harm that could come from angry yuri which are analogous to ghosts in western culture yuri are part of a deep foundational belief in the shinto religion of japan that humans carry a god inside them one that is released upon death and quote unquote infused with supernatural power the dead must be properly honored with spiritual rituals and rites and the corpse handled with care if this is done, the god spirit may become a source of good and not be held back in its progress. However, if the spirit is not respected or honored or taken care of in the proper manner, and they have unfinished business in any way, including vengeance, then the dead may rise as Yuri. The macabre nature of this grisly haunted location has attracted many deep-sea divers who explore the wrecks of the ships below. Over the decades since World War II, divers have reported many apparitions of shredded and bizarrely grotesque World War II Japanese military personnel. And while exploring the ship graveyard, found morbid piles of skulls and bones 
and other ghastly remains in abundance. Chook Lagoon is easily the most haunted underwater graveyard in the world. Edinburgh Castle, Scotland. Scotland has a bloody history of intrigue, betrayal, and death, with no shortage of ghost tales throughout the country. Indeed, every ancient castle has a ghost story or two, so the paranormal is not unfamiliar in Scotland, but an accepted aspect of their long history, spanning back to the prehistory times of their pagan roots. From Viking invaders, to the English, to the inner clan wars of the Scottish themselves. There has been no shortage of bloodshed, and the echoes of the dead are most well known to haunt the myriad castles throughout Scotland, with the capital of Edinburgh being the most famous. Edinburgh Castle has a long history of violence, and while the fortress itself is quite old, going back to the 12th century and the reign of David I, the earth that the castle resides on is ancient, with archaeologists saying there has been a human settlement on it all the way back to 850 AD. And throughout its history, there have been many events that could inspire the manifestation of lost souls, leading many to say that Edinburgh Castle is one of the most haunted locations in all of Scotland. To this day, visitors of the castle say that there is an unwelcoming energy oppressing them. They say that shadowy figures walk the halls and stalk the rooms, and all manner of supernatural activity happens regularly, including drastic and swift temperature drops, phantom touches, and whispers from unseen lips in the darkness. Back in 2001, there was one of the largest paranormal investigation teams ever assembled to delve deep into the castle's supernatural activity. Of the 2009 participants, 51% experienced paranormal activity in allegedly haunted areas. So, the castle has become somewhat legendary in the paranormal research community. The following are myriad ghosts that haunt the castle. Great Lady. Janet Douglas, Lady of Glamis, was a part of the wrong family at the wrong time. Political intrigue caused her to become a target of none other than the king himself. James V accused Lady Janet of conspiracy and when she refused to attend an audience with the king to defend herself from the accusations, she did not show up to court on the demanded date, and this would seal her fate. The king accused her of witchcraft and treason, marching on her castle and seizing her by force. Even though Janet was an aristocrat of high birth, no cruelty was spared on her by the royal forces. The king had her friends and servants tortured until they confirmed Lady Janet was indeed a practitioner of witchcraft, 
and she was burned at the stake right in front of her son, who was forced to watch through the whole ordeal. Since then, the ghost of the Grey Lady has been a commonly encountered entity haunting the halls of Edinburgh Castle. She's always crying, and the sound of phantom hammering comes from the area a scaffold was erected to burn her alive before her child's very eyes. It's said that despite everything, through the entire ordeal, Lady Janet showed the highest bravery and never submitted. The Dung Prisoner All medieval castles had their fair share of prisoners suffering horrible fates in dark hellish dungeons. And this ghost story is one such victim. This entity is known as the Dung Prisoner. As the story goes, wishing to escape his torment, this prisoner thought that hiding in a large wheelbarrow of excrement would be an excellent way to avoid detection since no one in their right mind would ever search through giant piles of shit just to look for him. Most likely, the man thought that he would be dropped into a location that, if he waited, would result in a plausible escape to freedom. This, however, was not the case. Edinburgh dumped its excrement through high-arching holes that fell down the castle wall from great heights, and the prisoner did not survive the fall. Since his death, those walking the high battlements of the castle walls find themselves pushed back by phantom hands if they get too close to the edge, and a rancid smell of shit always coincides with these paranormal encounters with no sign of reasonable origin. The Headless Drummer Boy Drummer boys and boy musicians have been used in war for seemingly as long as recorded history, and it's strange that adults would think that it's okay to allow a young child to witness the living hell that is a battlefield, yet here we are. And the Headless Drummer Boy is a spirit that brings sorrow to those with empathy. The ghost story of the Headless Drummer Boy began around 1650 when the apparition of a headless child banging on drums in military regalia was spotted walking around the castle walls, and with the apparition also came the eerie tune of a marching drum. The spirit was first seen shortly after an attack from Cromwell during the English Civil War, and some say he warns of impending attacks, making him a sort of omen However, no one knows anything about the Headless Ghost. There is no documentation or other official sources of reference. So just who the boy was and what circumstances led to his demise remain unknown. It's likely he was executed by decapitation for obvious reasons. Still, it's hard not to respect the spirit's devotion to duty. The Ghostly Piper Boy The exact date behind this tale is lost to history, 
but common consensus states it goes back centuries. As the tale goes, there was a small hole discovered under the castle that seemed to go on into a wider tunnel with no foreseeable end. However, the hole into the tunnel was small, and the only one that they could find that could actually fit through the hole was a child. The child happened to play the bagpipes, which was seen as a boon. They told the child that when he went through the tunnel, he should play the bagpipes, and that way they could follow him above ground and actually map out the tunnel by listening for the bagpipe music. For a while, this plan worked out, and by following the sound of the bagpipes, the tunnel was mapped out to a degree, going from the castle to a church not far away. But then, all of a sudden, the bagpipes stopped. Great effort was made to retrieve the child, but nothing ever came from it. The child vanished without a trace. Since the incident, the hole was covered up. The trauma for the people of Edinburgh was too great to see it or talk about it, so it was pushed from their memories. Since the disappearance of the child, a phantom bagpipe can sometimes be heard coming from beneath the earth in the area surrounding Edinburgh Castle. Oh, madame. United Arab Emirates. Forty miles southeast of Dubai, in the United Arab Emirates, is the hauntingly beautiful Al-Madam. This ghost town exists all alone, in a sea of desert sand in all directions, and the architecture is still in good condition despite it being abandoned for many years. This haunted location was allegedly built in the 1970s. The village was abandoned all at once, with no justifiable reason. As the story goes, the people who once lived there abandoned the location shortly after it was done being constructed and the families had settled into their new homes. Unknown to the villagers, the area actually belonged to the Jin, shape-shifting entities who are well known to inhabit desolate places of the desert. When the Jin realized a part of their territory had been invaded, they scared all the villagers out in a single night of terror. Jin are supernatural entities far older than humanity, and once roamed the earth as the planet's sole masters. Born of smokeless fire, and existing in a parallel world that overlaps our own, the Jin are known to take on shape of whatever suits their desires, including hellish monsters to frighten ignorant mortals who trespass in their territory. These entities are found in Islamic lore, as well as the pre-Abrahamic religions of Arabia, and could be analogous to myriad paranormal creatures from folklore. One thing is clear, the villagers of Al-Madam were incredibly lucky that anyone was allowed to survive at all, because many Jinn are malevolent and have a profound hatred towards all humans. 
Those who visit the ghost town in modern times tread lightly and take all precautions because it's said that Jin absolutely still do reside in the area. Whether they are sleeping or more active in their other worlds, it is local wisdom that remaining long at the ghost town is just asking for trouble because Jin have volatile temperaments and all the wise pity a man who comes across them in their fury. Augustine Lighthouse, Florida. Every single year, around 216,000 people visit this haunted lighthouse. The town of St. Augustine itself is said to be one of the most haunted places in Florida, as well as the United States for that matter. The town has been home to a long and dark past, filled with violence, death, and suffering. The lighthouse is located on the coast of the town and has become a paranormal hotspot all its own, adding to the supernatural legacy of St. Augustine. The horror surrounding the lighthouse actually began when it was being constructed back in 1824. Back then, they used carts attached to rope pulleys that traveled far distances up into the sky to provide supplies to the lighthouse or any construction that had waters blocking a reliable path on foot. Five children asked to ride with the supplies in the cart as it went across the unruly waters to the lighthouse, and they were allowed to do so. The following tragedy would forever taint the lighthouse. The cart rope broke, and the children fell into the rocky and chaotic ocean waters below with only two surviving. Since their untimely deaths, the apparitions of children have been seen in the lighthouse and in the surrounding area. They can be heard playing throughout the lighthouse, but no one is there, and more than a handful of visitors have seen these ghostly children peering at them from the lighthouse windows. Peter Rasmussen a former caretaker of the lighthouse that died long ago, is said to have never left and still performs his duties in death. Peter was known to always be smoking cigars and visitors to the lighthouse get a whiff of cigar smoke that has no point of origin. A poltergeist-like spirit also haunts the lighthouse, but is more of a trickster than anything malevolent. Keepers of the house call this spirit Andrew, and it is known for moving things in the area to new locations as well as moving people's personal property. At one point, the keeper's house itself was rented out as an apartment, and the apparition of a young woman was often claimed to have been spotted within. Though this spirit is not aggressive either, and more of a residual haunting that can't be interacted with. A blue apparition appears in the basement. The blue man has stuck around despite many renovations in the area, making the basement 
not even a basement anymore. In any case, the man in blue refuses to leave what was once the basement, or is unable to leave. According to legend, the original owner of the lighthouse may have accidentally cursed himself. Dr. Alan Ballard was forced against his will by the government to give up the land the lighthouse resides on, and it was all he had going for him. This robbery caused the man to go into a dark rage, and he swore an oath that he'd never leave the lighthouse. Well, I guess he never did, and his spirit is a known member of the ghostly pantheon that resides there. There is one thing of note here concerning all these entities that haunt the St. Augustine Lighthouse, and that's that none of them are malevolent or malicious. It could be a case of them just being residual hauntings, other than the poltergeist-like activity, that is. But if not, they're all just neutral spirits in demeanor. The lighthouse attracts thousands of tourists every year, as well as many paranormal investigators, who all say that there is definitely something off about this macabre haunted location. One thing you can invest in that does not lose value is gold and silver. There is no better place to go for financial security than GoldCo. Rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. Get the free 2023 Gold IRA Kit Americans are using to protect their retirement savings. Get your free 2023 Gold IRA Kit at goldcogoldkit.com. GoldCo is a leader in the precious metals industry. From precious metals IRA to direct purchases of precious metal coins and bars, we partner with individuals seeking to diversify and safely grow their retirement portfolios. Allow Gold Co. to make your gold and silver investments easy, seamless, and secure. Our investment is in good hands. Chuck Norris, what? Oh, I'm recording. $30 off weed with code podcast? Did someone say $30 off weed with code podcast? Amuse delivers over 500 high-quality cannabis products from the Bay Area brands you love at everyday low prices. You can also rest assured that everything will be up to your high standards. So what are you waiting for? Start shopping now at Amuse.com. Use promo code PODCAST to save 30 bucks off your next order. That's A-M-U-S-E dot com. Is your brain always hungry? Do you have a mental appetite that often goes unsated? You may be suffering from hungry brain syndrome, a debilitating and sometimes life-threatening condition experienced by humans who require double, sometimes even quadruple, the amount of mental nutrition needed to sustain the general population. But now there's help. For years, our dedicated team of world-class researchers have been developing a thicker, more nutrient-dense podcast specifically for sufferers of hungry brain syndrome. And now we want to share it with you. All you have to do is search for our podcast, The Whole Rabbit, 
in your podcast player of choice and select from one of our delicious flavors like Slovenian succubi, Gnosticism, or Ancient Egypt. It's no wonder the whole rabbit is the most recommended treatment for hungry brain syndrome on the market. So what are you waiting for? Try the whole rabbit today. Do not listen while deep sea diving. Side effects may include eating carrots and shooting lasers. Gunnivor is the largest natural hot spring in Iceland and is also incredibly dangerous, boiling it up to 57,000 degrees Fahrenheit. There are many boiling hot geysers and infernal hot springs found in Iceland, making the desolation surrounding the hot spring look like something out of a fantasy world like the Lord of the Rings. It is a hauntingly otherworldly sight, and Gunnivor itself is steeped in a ghostly legend. 400 years ago, a woman named Gudrun, also known as Gunna, was starved to death and reaped a bloody vengeance. Gudrun was accused of witchcraft by many because she always had a steamy, mysterious pot in her house that permeated a strange, steamy aura. At one point, Gudrun did not have the money to pay for her rent, and in retaliation, her landlord took her famous pot that inspired so many to accuse her of witchcraft. And she was so enraged by this act, she either starved to death from being unable to feed herself, or starved herself to death on purpose out of protest. Allegedly, the men carrying her coffin during her funeral noticed that the coffin was far lighter than it should have been. Perplexed, they still continued the funeral and began digging to bury her. The men then heard her etheric, disembodied voice say, quote, No need, deep dig. No plans, long to lie. The next day, she rose from her grave and beat her landlord and his wife to death with brutal blunt force trauma, leaving behind a scene from a horror movie in her wake. However, the newly formed poltergeist had no intention of stopping her revenge there, and continued to terrorize everyone she knew in life, making the peninsula a waking nightmare for the villagers. In search of respite from the horror, the villagers sought the aid of a magician who bound the witch's spirit to the gun of her hot spring for all eternity. The apparition of the witch would still be seen for hundreds of years at the pit's edge, and people still hear the shrieks of her fury coming from within the geyser till this day. Bonaventure Cemetery, Savannah, Georgia. This graveyard in Georgia is most well-known probably because of a successful book called Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, which is classified as true crime. In 1995, the book Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil was released, which put Savannah, Georgia out into the mainstream of American pop culture. 
It covers the very real crimes that happened there, and the author presents very colorful characters in a bad way. Tourism in the city was boosted 50% after the book was released, and it even had a movie adaptation. The people of Georgia who live there, though, hate the book because it represents southern people very poorly. This is probably because the author was biased and from New York, where he lived most of his life. But overall, the book and its influence has left a bad taste in the mouths of the people who lived near the graveyard. But the strange tales surrounding Bonaventure go back further than the hated book by the residents of Savannah. Bonaventure was opened in 1846 as a private cemetery and was originally called Evergreen Cemetery. It was built on the former Bonaventure Plantation, which was owned by a man named Mul Rhine. The reason it was created in the first place was that all the other cemeteries in the area were filling up pretty fast, so people needed more room for their dead. Back in the early days of the cemetery, there was a strange custom that seems the opposite of current American culture. Families would have picnics at graveyards while visiting their deceased loved ones. It was a form of entertainment, an outside activity. In 1907, the graveyard was purchased by the city of Savannah, and it's probably at this point that the graveyard's name was changed but this is not confirmable with surviving historical records. Bonaventure quickly grew a reputation for strange and uncanny occurrences ever since then. There are also many famous people buried there, including Johnny Mercer and poet Conrad Aiken. Aiken, in particular, would have his grave fashioned into a bench so people could sit on it which is a throwback to the old culture of people making a trip to the graveyard a much more social and eventful activity. Gracie Watson is the most famous resident of the graveyard by far, and has been both a foil and a boon to the town of Savannah. Her father was a manager at the Pulaski House, which has been many things over the history of this place, but back in those days, was a hotel. Everyone loved Gracie, so it was a big deal when she died of pneumonia back in 1889. She was honored with an artistic masterclass of a statue over her grave. Some dates concerning Gracie Watson and the Pulaski House don't add up, but this could be due to some missing historical information that didn't survive the march of time. The most commonly reported paranormal activity at the cemetery is statues moving on their own or making faces at the visitors, which mostly happens with angel statues, but normal statues have been reported to conduct this phenomenon as well. Kareen Lawton is one of the most notorious moving statues. She faces away from her family crypt because legend says they were ashamed of her for taking her own life. Corrine will scowl at people who look at her unpleasantly, or are otherwise not agreeable people in general. Whereas, to pleasant people, the statue smiles at them. 
when the area was a plantation, a house caught fire during a party, and instead of doing anything about it, the owner told the guests to go outside, and they continued the party while the house burnt to the ground right in front of them, laughing and partying while it happened. And when it was burnt to ashes, they made a toast and threw their wine glasses to smash into pieces upon a nearby tree. Sometimes at the graveyard, you can hear a massive fire going on and laughter eerily echoing all around, which is said to be the ghostly manifestation of this occurrence. A phantom baby crying with no discernible source is also a common paranormal phenomenon that occurs at the graveyard, but it only happens near an actual baby's grave located within the cemetery. People have also reported feeling breath on their skin with no one around, specifically breath on their heels. Angry phantom dog barking is a common occurrence as well. Psychics have called these phantom dogs hellhounds, to which some people hear them, whereas others do not, even in the same groups, which could be an ominous warning of their destination upon death. But the most enduring tale of Bonaventure Cemetery is that of the little girl Gracie I'd already mentioned earlier. The ghost of Gracie has been seen and documented countless times for over a century, and she is easily the most commonly sighted ghost. She's been seen playing in the graveyard square with people wondering why there would be a little girl playing in such old-fashioned clothing alone, only later to realize just what they had truly seen. She has been documented running through the bushes and even interacting with visitors, so this is not a residual haunting, but seemingly an entity with full self-awareness. At night, she is seen gliding through the area without making a sound, which is very unnerving to see. And she usually ignores people when levitating throughout the graveyard at night. However, Gracie may be creepy at times, but she is never aggressive. And like other statues in the graveyard, the statue above Gracie's grave has anomalous qualities as well. Her statue will smile or sneer at people, depending on the circumstances, and you can give her gifts and candy, but if they are removed from the grave, the statue will cry blood. It's also said that if you place a coin on the statue and run around it three times, the coin will vanish. Despite all the ghosts haunting this ancient graveyard, Bonaventure has a dark beauty about it, with overflowing and moody Spanish moss and time-worn Victorian monuments. The graveyard is a worthy visit for anyone interested in paranormal investigation and the allure of the macabre. The Forbidden City, Beijing, China. Many people have stated that the scariest place in China is the Forbidden City. The location has over 600 years of bloody history and is the site of countless acts of suffering that could lead to the manifestation of a lost soul. 
and superstition and folklore in China is actually far more prominent than one would think at face value. In truth, their paranormal lore cuts a deep gash through the collective unconscious of the country. The Chinese take their ghosts very seriously, and even Confucius once said, respect ghosts and the gods, but stay away from them. One of the most common sites of this supernatural underbelly to China is the common site of two guardians, two demons often stationed as statues outside of a doorway as guardians to protect from evil spirits. Inside the Forbidden City itself, there is this architectural aspect of the supernatural within our high steps through rooms that to any outsider seems extremely unnecessary. But this design is specifically because ghosts, according to Chinese lore, cannot jump and so would be stuck within the room. This is good because the Forbidden City is said to be home to a plethora of spirits. Visitors have often seen the apparitions of eunuchs and concubines walking through the halls of the palace, translucent and unable to communicate with others, meaning many of the ghosts of the Imperial Palace are likely residual hauntings, but not all of them. With tales of jealous concubines poisoning one another to the myriad executions ordered by the emperors themselves, Countless murders have taken place within this haunted location, and with 600 years of generations to draw from, the psychic residue in the palace has been said to be overwhelming to sensitives that have visited there. Spirits have been reported all over the palace and almost always in the traditional dress of ages long lost to history. One of the most famous ghosts is a weeping woman dressed in all white, who seems to be one of the most stable and consistent apparitions of the Forbidden City. Another famous tale is the black-haired woman. In the 1990s, guards in the palace spotted a woman wandering around within and thought that she was most likely a thief and moved immediately to apprehend her. When they caught up to the woman, they ordered her to stop and turn around, but when the woman did, what they saw horrified them. She had no face. Another entity is located in the exterior areas of the palace and is said to hug unwary people from behind and even stick its hands in their pockets. This spirit has no visual qualities to it and does nothing else but hug people from behind only to startle them. And when they turn around, nothing is there. There are also ghost dogs and other animal apparitions as well. All around though, the forbidden city cannot be properly studied by paranormal investigators for obvious reasons. But not only is 40% of the palace still completely forbidden to tourists or anyone else to explore, but the palace also closes at 5 p.m. sharp every single day. No exceptions. 
Some say the closed-off portions are because it is home to the most violent and dangerous hauntings. But the mystery has led to even more darker ideas. It could be the Forbidden City is closed before dark, so no one can become a victim of the more aggressive paranormal phenomena that happens at night. In any case, there is still much about the Forbidden City that is still forbidden. Castle of Good Hope, South Africa. The Castle of Good Hope is the longest standing structure in the area. It's also the most haunted. Locals call this place the Cape Town Castle, or even simply just the Castle. Originally settled by the Dutch East India Company in 1652 for maintaining trade routes to East Asia, as well as maintaining a monopoly on the trade in the area. The original settlement was anything but a castle, and was more a ramshackle series of mud huts. It wasn't until 1679 that the Castle of Good Hope was truly completed. Its history, spanning centuries, is clouded in macabre tales of human suffering. People at the castle report disembodied voices, cold spots, heavy breathing, phantom footsteps, screaming coming from nowhere, orbs and mists in photography, and the sounds of torture, phantom chains, whips, and cries for help are commonly heard within the Castle of Good Hope. Even many skeptics who have entered this haunted location admit to no longer being skeptics after leaving because of the quite common anomalous activity. The dungeon in particular is a hot spot for the paranormal. A soldier once hung himself from the bell tower of the grounds, and since then, the bell has been known to ring randomly completely on its own. Historical displays are found open when security had confirmed that they were locked and closed during their shifts. Lights randomly turn off on their own, leaving visitors suddenly in darkness. Objects move on their own or are found in inexplicable places that baffle the mind, and a phantom black dog prowls the area, aggressive and angry. The lady of the house, who was the first to live there, is seen wandering throughout the castle, and sometimes even apparently entertaining invisible guests, completely absorbed in her own little world that's invisible to any onlooker. But there are myriad apparitions that stalk the area, and many in different attire spanning centuries such as soldiers wearing uniforms hundreds of years apart in some cases. There are also many indigenous African leaders that haunt the castle. Old chiefs, who were betrayed, were then imprisoned at the castle to suffer a fate worse than death. A one-time governor of the castle ordered seven soldiers to their deaths, and one of the soldiers cursed the governor who died later that very day. And the soldier still stalks the grounds with a somber look on his face. 
There is also the apparition of a grey woman who remains mysterious. She walks the castle halls and is often seen weeping. Another disturbing haunting is of a man who is seen leaping from the castle heights to his death over and over. All in all though, the most unsettling apparitions are the slaves who lived and died in a nightmarish hell world there. It's easy to say that the Castle of Good Hope is the most haunted location in South Africa and has one of the most ironic names of all of these haunted locations. Do you like food? Do you not like going places? Do you like staying home and having food brought to you? Well, you're in luck, because a thing called Blue Apron exists. With multiple pricing, there's a way to get the gourmet delicious meals under any budget. And it's totally worth it. Cryptic Chronicles would not promote Blue Apron unless it knew how good it is for you. With all the junk and everything these days, the majority of people sustain themselves on poison and don't even know it. A healthy spirit, mind, and body requires a healthy lifestyle, and the ability to take care of yourself, and feed your body all the nutrients it needs to function at its best in our highly demanding lives. You get to choose your own meals. The chef-designed recipes include balanced Mediterranean delicacies, quick one-pan dinners, and top-rated customer favorites. Unpack your home-delivered box with enthusiasm because there's a guarantee on freshness and the highest quality of all Blue Apron products and ingredients. Create magic following our step-by-step -step instructions. You'll experience the magic of cooking recipes that the master Blue Apron chefs created with your family's tastes in mind. With step-by-step -step instructions, so you never miss a beat and have to get frustrated about making the meal. I know I do that. At least, when I'm not eating a delicious Blue Apron meal that is responsibly sourced, quality ingredients like fresh produce, sustainable seafood and exclusive spice blends means you're going to have a meal that's top tier over the common fast food garbage most people eat. And Blue Apron cares about the environment, which is another reason I love them so much, with recyclable ice packs and packaging to ensure your ingredients stay fresh until you're home and ready and easily disposable for the health of Mother Earth. Do yourself a favor and take care of your body and mind the way nature intended it, with a healthy meal that's also gloriously delicious. With Blue Apron, the yummy goodness is dropped off right to your very doorstep. So if you like food, and you like not going places, then why not try Blue Apron, and give your mind a rest from going to crowded grocery stores, and writing a list of stuff to get, only to forget half. Blue Aron's got you. Hi there, thanks for listening to Cryptic Chronicles. The show is sponsored by Blueberry, and if you're interested in starting your own podcast, use our link. We'll even give your podcast a shout out. Go to crypticchroniclespodcast.com and click on the Blueberry link on the homepage. By doing so, you'll be helping the show. Blueberry is optimized for iTunes as well as all podcast hubs. You won't have to worry about expensive contracts or fees. In fact, you won't have to leave your own website. You'll have your own RSS feed and no third-party sites. Try it for a month free by going through Cryptic Chronicles. Also, if you're a fan of cryptic content, please support the show on Patreon. By giving just $1 a month, you can really assist us in posting more content frequently. 
You'll also have access to bonus ad-free episodes of the show and the Discord channel and the Discord channel. To keep up with all Cryptic Chronicles content, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and of course, Facebook. Give the Facebook page a like and join the Cryptic Chronicles group. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for supporting the show. But most of all, thanks for listening. Hello, dear listener. Have you ever had a paranormal experience? A spiritual or esoteric experience? Have you ever seen a UFO or something that you could not explain? Have you ever witnessed anomalous activity that defies reality? Have you ever experienced unexplained mysteries of existence? If you have your own cryptic tale and would like to have it shared on the podcast, then call 1-800-757-6049 and leave a message of your experience. If it's what Cryptic Chronicles is all about, then it will be shared on the show. Just make sure you thought about what you will say ahead of time, and give a clear and concise account. Also make sure to leave your name, where you're from, or any information that will assist in making a clear picture to portray to listeners of Cryptic Chronicles. Once again, call 1-800-757-6049. That's 1-800-757-6049. We look forward to hearing from you. The Queen Mary was once one of the most luxurious cruise ships in the world that began its sailing on September 26, 1934. It had a successful run and even assisted the Allies in World War II. However, after the war, the ship was renovated to make it a fancy hotel and set sail to the seas once more. The Queen Mary is even larger than the Titanic and was called the finest vessel ever to traverse the Atlantic. In its heyday, the ship was glorious and well known for its extravagant leisurely design. It had 30 years of success, but went on its final voyage on October 31st, 1967. The legendary ship was retired in Long Beach, California, where it became a hotel and still did very well for itself for quite some time. These days, the ship is probably most well known as one of the most popular topics for cringe YouTubers, who even go there and have made countless videos located at the ship. In fact, the majority of the population now only really knows the Queen Mary as that haunted ship that those YouTubers talk about. But, the haunting history of the Queen Mary is not as straightforward as one may think. The ship didn't start to get a name for itself as a haunted attraction until the 90s, and at this point, it was owned by Disney. And an ever-greedy Disney corporation was not about to let an opportunity pass it up. 
they started charging for ghost tours of the Queen Mary. And this is when the haunted nature of the ship started seeping into the collective pop culture subconscious. Many Ghost Hunter TV shows have visited the boat, and, as already stated, is an extremely popular topic for YouTubers. But, are the hauntings just tulpa? Poltergeist-like manifestations generated from the real living people who visit the ship? Or are these legitimate hauntings? Well, it doesn't matter because a spooky experience is almost guaranteed to whoever visits. The following are the most haunted locations on the ship. Stateroom B340 In 1948, Walter J. Adamson died in Stateroom B340. All the details surrounding the man's death remain mysterious to the present day. In 1966, a woman staying in the room was suddenly awoken by having her blankets ripped off her in the middle of the night. When she looked up, she saw the apparition of a man wearing old military sailor attire just standing there at the foot of her bed, staring at her as if she were an intruder. The woman screamed bloody murder and rang the room service bell for help, but even before anyone arrived... The man vanished into thin air. Over the years, this room has had consistent phenomena reported, such as a phantom knocking on the door, the light in the bathroom turning off and on when no one is in there, running water found by maids even though no one had been staying in the room, and bed covers being pulled off, forcing the maids to remake beds over and over even though no one had booked the room in weeks. Eventually, the room was closed off to guests altogether, but recently has been reopened to the public, and you can book yourself a stay in it if you so desire. Martenia Room This room actually only had a single reported paranormal occurrence. But what makes it interesting is the witnesses. In 1989, two staff were to ready the lounge for soon-to-arrive VIPs. The Martania room was supposed to be closed off to all but employees, so the women were surprised to find a man sitting within silently, just staring at them. Not really knowing how to react, they just started cleaning. Then a third woman entered and got creeped out by the man just staring at them and saying nothing. So they told him to leave. When he didn't react, they started calling security. And right there, in front of the three female staff, the man slowly vanished into thin air. The Mayfair Room this room has an interesting background because it's been a beauty salon as well as offices throughout the years, and it too only has a single story attached to it. At 5am back in 2001, one of the staff came into work and right off the bat felt like something was off. She had a feeling like she was being looked at, but obviously no one was in the Mayfair room when she looked around. 
she noticed that the room was unusually cold, and when she relaxed, sitting down after completing some duties, she felt someone slide against the back part of her chair. This froze her solid, because she knew that no one was in the Mayfair room with her. And then, all of a sudden, a white apparition walked across the room and through a solid wood door, vanishing behind it. She ran from the room as fast as possible. The first class swimming pool. This pool went all out in its embodiments of luxury, with elaborate mosaic tiles and mother-of-pearl ceiling and an illuminated fountain. Over the decades, the pool fell out of code and is now off-limits for use. Despite that, the first-class swimming pool is still accessible, and people have reported seeing a bunch of different ghosts there. Such as a woman in an old-timey wedding gown, sitting by the pool with a little boy next to her in a fancy suit. There is a young woman in a tennis skirt that is seen walking down the stairs to the pool before vanishing behind a pillar. A little girl in a blue-white dress can be spotted, only to disappear if one looks twice. But most odd is the cloud of steam that seems to have semi-sentience that appears from nowhere, and there is no source in the area that could create steam. Boiler Room Number 4 This boiler room is haunted by a particular spirit of a little girl who sucks her thumb and carries a doll. There are many, many accounts of people witnessing this apparition. Yet, her origin and why she's bound to the boiler room remains a mystery. Perhaps she was murdered there or died in boiler room number four in some tragic accident that was never documented. After all, if you weren't first class, then such horrible cover-ups were not uncommon aboard luxury ocean liners of the past. Hatch door number 13. Or better known as Shaft Alley, hatch door number 13 was the location of a horrific accident that took the life of an 18-year-old crewman after being crushed to death. Back in 1966, all the hatch doors were ordered shut, and shortly after, the young crew member was found crushed in the door. He survived the initial incident, but had mortal wounds to his torso and died shortly after arriving to the hospital. Since then, the apparition of the poor young man has been a consistent phenomenon. As the accounts go, he's known to run behind people while whistling. His apparition is seen out of the corner of visitors' eyes, as well as asking people if they've seen his wrench only to vanish after they look away. The doomed crewman also touches people's faces, leaving grease marks in the shape of fingerprints. He wanders the hallways, but despite frightening many people, he has never come off as malevolent. Arnak Castle, New Zealand 
also referred to as Larnax Castle. This is one of the few structures with such grandeur in New Zealand, harking back to the Victorian age. It was constructed by William Larnack, who was a prominent politician and entrepreneur in New Zealand back in 1871. The castle had been privately owned since 1967 by the Barker family and is now a tourist attraction, being called New Zealand's only castle. It has since been named one of the most important landmarks of the country and a proud part of the nation's heritage. But despite all that, there is a much lesser known aspect to the castle. It's one of the most haunted places in all of New Zealand. The most legendary ghost of the castle is a Victorian gentleman with a beard that is thought to be the first lord of the castle, Larnack himself. Visitors have claimed to smell the man's cigar, though no such tobacco is present, and there are many accounts of people being pushed by phantom hands attributed to this original lord of the castle. Larnack committed suicide in a parliament building in 1898. The reason could be a few things. Some say it is because his finances were failing him, and he'd rather die than live without money. The other idea is he could have been pushed towards despair because his son was having an affair with his third wife. In any case, the man ended himself and wanders the castle forever. During the World Wars, the castle was used as a mental asylum, housing people in varying degrees of mental illness. A former licensee walks the halls of the castle looking for his murderer. And another named ghost is Eliza, the daughter of Larnack. It is thought one of Larnack's wives haunts the grounds as well and is associated with electrical disturbances. These ghost stories have drawn renowned paranormal investigators such as Ghost Hunters International, among others and is a unique attraction to those interested in the paranormal. The Whaley House, San Diego. Some have called the Whaley House the most haunted place in America. But I'm sure you know that many macabre places in the States claim that title. However, this old house in San Diego does have a plethora of disturbing tales concerning the paranormal. It is a Greek revival house that was built in 1857 by a man named Thomas Whaley, hence the name. For the time, the cost to build the house was substantial and made from bricks manufactured in Whaley's very own brick company. The house stood alone in its uniqueness and drew many eyes to it because of how it stood out from other architectural designs in San Diego. The Whaley House was opened as a museum in 1960 and almost immediately began hyping up the paranormal side of the house to attract tourists. The gift shop especially is filled with ghostly merchandise that can teeter on the cringe. 
a tour of the ghost house itself will run you $10 these days, so it's very affordable to visit and explore. But, these tales are not without a substantial foundation. Right as you enter the home, there is a tour guide that will immediately begin explaining the ghosts within the house and the history behind them. Visitors are encouraged to take many pictures and are told that there is a decent chance that they may just capture an apparition within the frame. The paranormal tales are balanced out with the real-world history of the house, which is, and of itself, quite substantial. And there is even a room within the home that was once used as the courthouse of San Diego, so in its time, the Whaley House was kind of a big deal. Another room even has a large stage that was the host to many plays to entertain the citizenry of the city back in the day. Another room was used as a general store type shop and that was all the hustle and bustle back in its prime. So it's factual to say that this home was a very, very busy place. Apparitions and orbs have been commonly reported throughout the house, both during the day and at night, and many who did not believe in the paranormal prior to visiting the house leave as true believers. There is a variety of spirits that manifest within the Whaley House, like Yankee Jim Robinson, one of the most well-known ghosts. Jim was not originally from America, but an immigrant from Australia. However, he was also an outlaw that was known to steal horses. Jim had a stroke of luck in 1849 when he discovered some gold not far from the foreshill and did not want anyone else to find out about his discovery. This proved to be unsuccessful though, and as word spread about his gold, it brought tons of people from all over who wanted to make a quick fortune. In fact, it was his discovery of the gold that generated the population to come and form a town in the area. However, the town later burned down in 1852, and many suspected Jim to be the culprit, despite the lack of evidence. He was not openly accused though, but it didn't matter because it was pretty apparent he was a thief and so was threatened with hanging unless he accept banishment, and this is what brought him to San Diego. However, Jim didn't learn anything and continued his life of crime. This led to his arrest after attempting to steal a boat. He was convicted and sentenced to death by hanging at the Whaley House. When he was hung, the man's neck did not break, so he swayed back and forth, slowly choking to death in agony and horror. It is officially documented that Jim took an exceptionally long time to expire, and his suffering was far more drawn out than anyone had seen before. Some say it is because of this disturbing death, Jim never left the premises of the Whaley House. In fact, it is likely that Yankee Jim Robinson was the very first ghost to manifest within the home, because even Whaley reported to have seen the man's apparition 
and Mrs. Whaley claimed that the ghost especially focused on her to torment and terrify. Then there is Thomas Whaley Jr. According to legend, the land itself that the Whaley house was built on is cursed. And Jim was just the first victim to be afflicted by the curse upon his demise. The second person enthralled by the curse was none other than Mr. Whaley's son, Thomas Whaley Jr. Tragically, their firstborn son was taken by scarlet fever and died just as a baby. Paranormal activity from the ghost of this child is known to be particularly creepy, with phantom disembodied cries and giggles ringing in the ears of visitors that come from no discernible source. The next ghost is Anna Whaley. The most commonly seen apparition within the house is Mrs. Ann Whaley. Oddly, a lot of Anne's personal paranormal manifestations are based on smell, such as her perfume. But she is also seen visually, specifically and most often within the parlor she adored in life. When Mrs. Whaley was alive, she often complained about the myriad spirits that infiltrated their home and how they were especially attracted to her causing her to feel lots of fear during the time that she lived at the Whaley house. And it looks like she too suffered from the curse upon her death because she became a spirit trapped within the house as well. However, Mrs. Whaley is not a malicious spirit. In fact, she is very welcoming and appears to be trying to be a good host and interact with her guests. Despite the non-aggressive nature of the spirit, most who have encountered her still find the experience extremely disturbing for obvious reasons. There is also the ghost of Violet Whaley and even Thomas Whaley Sr. among a whole plethora of other apparitions that haunt the home. It's safe to say that if you're interested in the paranormal and if you ever find yourself in San Diego, a journey to the Whaley House is a must to visit and explore.
That's all for today's show. I hope you enjoyed this spooky episode of Horrible Hauntings. Cryptic Chronicles is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and basically all podcast platforms. You look for us and we're there. If you can, listener, please make sure to like, comment, or review wherever you hear this content. The interaction makes algorithms like the episode and so we'll spread it and help grow the show. Though Cryptic Chronicles is free to listen to, the cost to produce it is substantial. By pleasing the gods of the algorithm, you are doing more than your fair share in support. Thank you. And I'd like to shout out and thank a few of my supporters, Brian Wigglesworth, Cody George, Annie Dadon, TD777, Emily Schmemily, Sphinx31461, Dane Hegelson, Harry, Damon Z, Thomas H. Birmingham, Laura Doivona, MJ Calvo, Alien X, and of course, Jizmuk. Thank you so much for supporting Cryptic Chronicles, but most of all, thanks for listening. And as one of the most wisest people who ever lived once said, Why should I fear death? If I am, death is not. If death is, I am not. Why should I fear that which cannot exist when I do?